everyone welcome back to behind the craft i'm very happy to announce we have a special guest they're actually a dj group here in sacramento and they are the control freaks it's a for today's interview we'll get into the questions uh the first question that i have is what inspired your instagram handle and stage name Well, I guess I pretty much came up with the name. We did it together, too. We all use DJ controllers and um, as opposed to turntables. And um, we all have a little bit of a control freak inside of us. Uh, some, some of us more than others. Yeah, so the control freaks was a fitting title. Okay, very cool, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it's spelled incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our thing. Yeah. Like, uh, like ever since my dad started started producing and working with music, like he always likes to use a different spelling for his stage name. Like his stage name is KB the Architect, but instead of spelling architect with C H, it's spelled with a K because okay. his name starts with a K. Okay. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm playing no. Okay. And then, um, so when did you guys realize your passion for being DJs and then forming into a group? Well, um, so I'm the, I, I guess you can call me the founder of all things music in our family. So I started out as a producing music when I was living at home before I even met any of these people. Uh, these, especially my kids, I didn't meet them when I started doing music. <laughs> But um, I was producing music, and I had a label called Madheads Entertainment, which my our, our honorary member, our son, he's a producer, and he's a K Breezy. Go get his album on all platforms. <laughs> Say less. Shameless plug. That's what's up. But anyway, so uh, I started producing music, uh, started a label, uh, and you know, as the kids were growing up, they were always in the studio with me. I, I left the that part of the music industry and I would say in 2011 I actually did like my first little DJing event and um, and I decided that I wanted to um, do DJ professionally so um, I got busier and busier and busier and I talked to Stace Lace my wife um, about becoming a DJ and asked if she would help me because I wanted to keep the money in the family and she uh, actually start DJing and she came very good very very good Geneva when she was 12 was like I want to make some money I was like hey you can go do grocery or you can go work at McDonald's or whatever or you make $7,500 an hour DJing she said we'll teach you and so she learned um, but not until maybe two years ago did we decide to come together as a group you know, because we all had our individual success on individually, and we did events together, but not as like a, a bonafide group. So uh, we linked up. Um, Stace Lace came up with the name, and I was like, very fitting as a genetic set. You know, we we all use controllers. We like to have control. We control the crowd, and then we we freak the songs whatever we're playing. So there's like there's so many things we can say about that name. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're freaks. We're different. You know, we're different. 
um, in uh, good ways and you know and sometimes maybe people say in bad ways I don't know but the good way is that we're a unit we're a family we're together we're doing it and we're highly successful on our own but together we're even better oh that's beautiful yeah um the next question I have is what is your creative processes when creating a set um together for your together I don't think we've created a like a cohesive set like across all three DJs yet but like we're definitely looking forward to doing something like that in the future but usually uh, when we're working together as a control freaks we like to express ourselves individually okay uh, through each of our sets like well, we're, we're all open format DJs, so we can kind of just jump from genre to genre okay. and just play whatever we like. It's it's really fun. Okay, very cool. What's really cool about having three, we are very different DJs, but we're very, you know, we are all about song selection and timing. So, like, we all excel at that. We all do that very well. So, depending on the event... You know, like, you know, we, our last time we DJed together, it was like more house music, dance music. So we bought our own flavor of that aspect. You know, you know, like genetics is super dope at drum and bass. So, you know, she'll throw a drum and bass in there, but, but I'll come behind her and throw my own flavor. I'm more, you know, I do a little, and when it comes to dance music, more remixes, house, you know, like type like that. Stay Slace does it all. You know, um, so she she gets into so, so some tropical house, but the good kind, because tropical house is boring. As we, uh, but like the way she does it is like on point. So there's a lot of depending on what we're doing. Like I think our next event is at Flamingo House, and we're on back patio. So we're gonna be doing probably more hip hop, R and B stuff like that, old school. So okay. you know, it really depends on the venue. So we don't plan our sets together because we still want our own voice heard right. and our own styles to shine through. But we're still cohesive and we're playing the same type of genre. Okay, very cool. Do you guys have a favorite genre you like to play more, if you could? If there, if there was more of a community in Sacramento, I would definitely get into playing drum and bass more at my events. Like, like KB the Architect said... Uh, I like to mix it in into my sets, but like I'm not going to do a whole night of drum and bass. Like I don't think there's enough of a community out here yet, but it's it's really fun to play, and I, I'd say it's definitely my favorite genre to play. Really. Um, genre. <laughs> I like all electronic music, all of it. If it's it can be original hip hop sets or R&B mixed with some some twerk and some trap or some dubstep. Um, I love EDM, um, and even on the um, house music side of things, I like things that sound a, a, quite a bit more electronic, techy, and uh, yeah. I'll just say across the board, EDM. <laughs> I love all music, but that's probably the most fun to play. Because I like to yeah. see people jump up and down, and I like give, giving the energy to the crowd. Yeah, I love EDM as well. I think there's just something special about it that the energy, mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's kind of like me. Like, I don't know what it is, but I like to play it. Yeah. <laughs>
For me, um, I, I start as a hip-hop R&B producer, so I definitely lean towards that. Um, I play all the genres, but like definitely hip-hop and R&B is, like, is my go-to. Okay. For sure. You can tell our voices apart. Sometimes yes. they sound really similar. Oh, it's our okay. Voice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, with the pandemic, um, but there's no damage to that. It's okay. Uh, with the pandemic, would you say? Sorry, there's a car accident. It's okay. Um, would you say with the pandemic that it's hindered you guys or kind of helped you with your creative growth and then maybe even focus more as a group? I know that stays lace. As stays lace. Um, I would say in the in the very beginning, um, there was definitely like a huge slowdown because uh, I DJ full time. That's what I, that right. is my business, and so um, you know for for quite quite a bit of time, especially in 2020, um, I couldn't DJ in public. Um, but a few months in, once I uh, realized that we were not going to flatten that curve. <laughs> I started uh, live streaming on Instagram and on Twitch, and um, some friends of mine, we all started an organization, the Sacramento Women's Artists Alliance, and so we started doing um, Twitch shows for that, um, and featuring lots of other female DJs from the area. And from, actually, we we ended up uh, reaching out to DJs all over the country. So we we have DJs from Jersey, New York, LA, uh, everywhere that um, were featured on our shows. So um, what happened for me with the pandemic was getting more connected and um, getting more outside of my box as well because I had to learn how to uh, entertain a crowd that wasn't right in front of me. So I had to become really, really good with song selection, really good with timing to keep people like watching the channel. They could be watching anything else or doing anything else. And so I wanted to make sure I gave them a good reason to watch me. So that was the biggest thing that came from the pandemic is um, making more connections and becoming a better DJ because I had the time. Right. And during that time for me, like, you know, I was playing definitely because I work like full time, 50, 50, 60 hours a week. And during the pandemic, it was even more. So a lot of things I did during that time were like very much tech support, you know, because that's like I am tech support of our whole group. I'm all about the technology, all about having, making sure they have everything they need to do their jobs as easily as possible. So when she was live streaming, we worked together on doing, I was like executive producer behind the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) I would make sure everything sounded good, looked good, and you know, and then Geneva would jump in every now and again, and then um, rarely, rarely. rarely. <laughs> but I mean, it was kind of like you know, because we started out DJing at like a bowling alley, like publicly. Um, we are we did a bunch of private events, but public events where anyone could come to. Um, we did at this uh, bowling alley called Strikes in Rockland, and th- we had to play multiple genres probably four to five hours a night and we did it three three days a week so it was good practice for playing any genre we want to play so um and going into the pandemic so we we 
appealed to a lot of different like people on there. Stacey Lace did a great job. I wasn't actually DJing very much during the pandemic, but it, it wasn't really till last year uh, after I turned 21. Uh, I started playing downtown and in, in downtown Sacramento, and I really opened myself up because, like prior to that, I wasn't I wasn't really playing as much. I was in school and just like religiously antisocial. <laughs> so like uh, like I decided in summer 2021 that I would like actually put myself out there and start playing in public again and it was really fun like uh I my first place that I started playing at was Tiger okay uh, on K Street Mm -hmm. a lot of people are familiar with it (laughs) and uh, we were originally playing in the garden um, in Ali Yosefi Square Okay. And it's like when we were having the outside event, it was really fun. It was like a great way to to actually put myself out there as a DJ and like kind of let everyone know who I am. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, and from there, I just like started going up, started playing at more places downtown, and and yeah, just just DJing yeah, in public. <laughs> <laughs> um, really? Ooh, those, those are really good. The mango refreshment. So, if you guys could collaborate with anyone, who would you love to collaborate with? She'd probably Snoop say Cal- Calvin Harris. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'd, I'd say Snoop Dogg, too. Okay. Uh, um, Uncle Snoop. Yeah, he's cool um, for like doing a show and DJing for him. But I even like, like, you think about people that kind of have far-reaching, like names. It's like Shaquille O'Neal for some reason. He's like doing stuff all over, and he seems like the super cool and be cool to kind of travel and do some stuff with them because he has access to like everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. Okay. And for the sake of living in the Bay Area, well, what what people say isn't the Bay Area, but we have so much Bay Area influence. Might as well, like E40, of course, and all of his constituents. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, next, um, are there areas of being a DJ that you guys would like to expand yourselves? in terms of experience or well I think something we talked about a lot is just you know in the world we live in we need to have a a a greater media presence like a social media presence so you know we talked about really diving into TikTok you know and really Instagram via TikTok (laughs) you know and doing things there because there's a lots of options to grow your brand there that are don't cost a lot you know so it's just really just uh you know finding a way to actually let people know who we are because when we do events together people like man that is so dope you know that it's family and that we're actually all freaking good (laughs) so you know i definitely want to showcase that and i definitely want um you know especially these two ladies is really to get them in the forefront of everything because there's there's not a lot of djs doing it like that 
especially not in the Sacramento area. I haven't heard of anybody doing it, doing this the way that we have. And I, I think, yeah, expanding ourselves in the media will um, skyrocket our, our views, our people coming to our events. Just seeing that, like, we're a family, and it's cool. <laughs> and I, I think another area that we're working on expanding is like making our own music as well because that, that's always the next step for a DJ yeah I can play other people's music but when you can play your own I feel like that's a really special privilege and like diving into that w- would be a good experience and just uh, expanding yourself creative- creatively yeah definitely <laughs> and yeah that's, that's all I have to say <laughs> Did you want to add or? I downloaded Ableton. I got a. I have a. That's okay. Same. State Slate's here. <laughs> okay. We definitely want to uh, work on our social media presence and like learn and understand how to like hop on trends so that, you know, just so people can know who we are. We want people to know who we are so they can, we, they can come party with us. So. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like not just as DJs, but as people. Because I think um, um, one thing we, we all do a good job is connecting with people. When people actually know us and talk to us, it's like, wow, you know, pretty cool people. You know, and that's like, you know, we want to be cool people. So when they just are coming to party with us at a set, and not like coming to watch us per se, but to have a party with us. That's where the connections are made. We like to party, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't get into this if we didn't. But I... I teach you, but I hate parties. Yeah. Um, What has been the most challenging part of learning to DJ? The what? I'm sorry? The most challenging part of learning to DJ. I barely remember. Of learning to DJ. Oh, yeah, I guess just mastering the equipment. But in general, I feel like um, uh, rhythm is really important, but it's something that we all have naturally, um, all three of us, for sure. And, and then you have to have a good taste in music that, that will constitute a party. Like, if I was a huge jazz fan, I wouldn't be DJing. <laughs> oh, let's listen to jazz. And I'm not putting jazz down. I can, like, throw some jazz into my sets. But, yeah, you don't become a DJ to go play jazz all the time. That's something that an instrumentalist would do. Like, you're a saxophone player or a pianist or you play trumpet. Okay, you're about jazz. You know what I mean? I do. So, what else could... Um, I guess um, maybe the most challenging thing um, about learning to DJ is learning to DJ for people. Because you can DJ at home. Yeah. You can DJ just fine at home, hit some buttons and turn some knobs. But um, learning how to DJ in order to uh, affect people's moods, that's something totally different. 
So I would say that's the challenging part. It's like, all right, how am I going to get these people on the dance floor? Or how am I going to get these people to calm down? Because it's almost time to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would say about the same. Okay. Yeah, really. She said it. <laughs> yeah. That is the most challenging part, just figuring out what everybody wants and what's going to help them have a good time. Okay. And then also, you know, just... Um, there's a lot of DJs. There's, in fact, during the pandemic, it produced a lot of new DJs. You know, fortunately enough, we've been doing it longer than most. I mean, not in the public. Like I said, we started uh, uh, private events first, so we were already DJing. We're just not in the public. Um, so it, it's, it's nice to, you know, learn how to DJ in the public and still maintain your identity without, like, because certain places want you to play certain things, but how can you take that one genre and stay within the parameters and still maintain your identity right. and individuality. Yeah. And have you guys experienced any challenges within the music industry being people of color? It's not, I feel like in the, the DJ industry, it's not really race-based. It's more sex-based. Because... Uh, People are more ready to discriminate against a woman that's DJing than a man, even though they're both playing music. It's still like a lot of people haven't seen a female DJ, and it's it's kind of shocking to hear because I've been doing it for so long. I'm like over the past ten years of my of my life and their life, they haven't seen one. It's it's crazy. <laughs> You know, before um, before the pandemic, um, there was especially in Sacramento, the Sacramento DJ scene, like like the people that the groups were DJing the most, is a, is a, a boys club for sure. But more particularly, uh, it was more of a white boys club for sure. And, you know, in, in Sacramento, it's changed a lot. You know, you got uh, venues like uh, Flamingo House and Darling Aviary that are very. Now they're inclusive and they're, they're diverse, um, so that kind of really promote, uh, you know, you know, tackle those color lines and the gender lines. Uh, so that's like really important, you know. I kind of consider myself because you know I've got two awesome DJs. I'm not, I, I'm never one to call. Oh, they're a female dude. These are awesome DJs that I work with that I want to promote and push. So uh, it's like I'll put them up against most DJs here in Sacramento and they will crush them. They will crush them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are a few that could there are a few that I wouldn't compete with, but most I would have no problem. And I'm not really competitive like that anyway. I like to collaborate more than anything. Um, but um, just on that subject of um, yeah, I don't see uh, as much with uh, color lines as much as it is like just sexism and sexism meaning like there are it's not just coming from people that hire you but also patrons people expect something different when they see a woman DJing sometimes they don't even think I'm DJing this oh, is state oh what last night someone didn't yeah well I mean like it's her set we're at Jets and I'm like sitting there setting up and she's clearly in front of me. She said, hey, what are you playing today? I said, I'm not DJing tonight. She is. Yeah, I was clearly <laughs> DJing. I had my headphones on. I was standing right in front of the controller. 
at my laptop doing the work. But because a, a man was there, it was automatically assumed that he was the DJ. So that happens all the time. I'm, I'm, yeah, it happens to genetics too all the time. I mean, and, it, and it's kind of crazy. Sometimes we'll be standing there with headphones on, actively DJing, and people will ask us questions about when the DJ is going to be there, or what's the DJ going to play next, as if it's not us. Or can they ask the DJ for a request? Like, I'm right here. Yeah. The answer's probably no now. <laughs> uh, but, um, I know, especially in Sacramento, before the pandemic, um, the easiest way for a lot of female DJs was uh, were able to play were at these designated ladies' nights. So it was just like, oh, it's ladies' night. This is the night that the female DJs play. But you don't see that for, like, they don't say, oh, this is the guys' night. No, it's, yeah. And, and it's, and... In a way, it's it's, it's cute to well, we're gonna feature the female DJs, but it's like we we know how to DJ every day of the week, yeah. not just one particular night. Not and, and it shouldn't just have to be oh the girls versus the girls because it's not like we're playing a sport. Right. Um, <laughs> we're playing music. <laughs> They were playing. There's a guy playing trumpet and a girl playing trumpet. Would they discriminate against the girl? I'm like, oh, she's not gonna play trumpet as well as this guy playing trumpet. I don't think so. It's it's stupid, really. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's my analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. It's definitely unfortunate, and I would hope that we can see more positive change in the future where it doesn't, regardless of the person, you know, it's you're looking at the craft, you're looking at their talents. Yeah. Uh, my next question is, what has been your favorite set so far? You've performed as a group? Or because you're starting out? I oh, know. Uh, we did have a performance. Uh, when was that? Like uh, at Darling Aviary yeah. uh, on the rooftop? I forgot when that was though. It was like in April. In April, we had this performance at Darling Aviary on their rooftop, and our group, the Control Freaks, and also along with my brother, uh, Kay Breezy, we, we performed. Like uh, all of us were going back to back DJing, and in between the sets, um, my brother, he would get on the mic and he freestyle or, or rap for us and I think he did a song too from his his most recently released EP Say Less okay. uh, <laughs> and it was so fun like the, the people loved it and there's just amazing energy like I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to doing something like that again in the future, especially at Darling Aviary. Like I, I love the the people that work there and the people that go there. They they just give off the best vibes. Immaculate. Like, did you guys have a favorite performance, or was it that one? That was like definitely my top two. Uh, we did a, a like when we did our Christmas one. It was like right before Christmas. Uh, 
Yeah, that was a good, that was a hot set. We are like killing it at Flamingo House, so. Yeah, it was December 24th. Yeah, it was on day uh, Yeah, we did a performance at Flamingo House on December 24th, and we are, are all dressed up in our Christmas garb, and we're just like uh, playing together and going back to back. It was, it was amazing. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was really fun. <laughs> My next question is, um, what tips could you offer to people who are interested in taking DJing more seriously? Maybe based on your experiences. Build up your music library so that, and like, find, find what you want to do. Like, a lot of people are open format DJs, which, which means that they play like almost all genres, or some people find their niche in like EDM or certain types of house, like find what you like and go with it early, and then build your library that way, I'd say. Get yourself a mentor. Um, this is DJ Stace Lace again. <laughs> just, we sound just alike. <laughs> No, um, get a mentor because I find that a lot of people they they wake up one day and they say I'm going to start DJing and they start investing in equipment that they don't need. Uh, they they buy the wrong laptop. They'll buy a very small controller um, and think they're going to just go out and start doing gigs with it when they really need something more powerful. And they it, it's like I, I see a lot of people waste money time and time again and they don't actually learn how to use all their equipment initially so when you have a mentor you have someone that's already done it like go go find the mentor go to their events watch what they do watch how they handle their crowd ask them questions when they you know when they're not like in the middle of work and I'm saying all this because I did that very thing my first mentor was my teacher Kedrian, uh, KB the architect. <laughs> but then after that, um, I met I met other DJs as I would go out and I would introduce myself and they were like they would just offer they would say hey come back come back next weekend I'm going to show you how to do this this and this most people will help you and they'll tell you what you need and what you don't need and that's something that we like doing. People, a lot of times people, they're like, I want to get into DJing. And we're like, okay, don't do this. Definitely do this. And all the information, like, save them so much time and energy and money. Right. It's a big one. Yeah. It gets expensive, okay? Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it gets expensive. Yeah. <laughs> just all that. Mentor and just practice. Don't expect, you know, I mean, if you have opportunities to do gigs, great. But don't go before you're ready. You know, practice, you know, practice your craft. Because DJing, I mean, you could be a turntablist, scratching and stuff. That's really not important. It's really song selection and timing. That's like, that's DJing. Song selection, timing, and I mean, and when you get really good at transitioning between songs, it, it, it's worth its weight and go. And that's like what I, I focused on with these two. It's like transition, song. I was, they're going to select whatever songs they want because they're both into music. But how do you blend that song with the next one and keep that crowd engaged and ready to go? And a lot of DJs can't do that. It's very true. 
they don't even, they're just playing music. They're not out there, they're not DJing, they're playing music. like to see from yourselves as a group in the future? Wow. Like this could be goals or like more events? I know number one, I know I could speak for all three of them. You know, we, I mean, Sacramento has been great to us. We live here, but we're looking to travel and really like grow our brand and be DJ all over California and across the nation and around the world. So that's like the next thing. Geographically and 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 our skills. I don't know how much better we can get. But, you know. <laughs> there's always room to grow, I'm and uh, you gotta stay humble. You know, there's always room to grow for sure. You know, I do want to be a better turntablist. Oh yeah. But it takes practice and a lot of focus and coordination. Right. I gotta learn how to use my left hand. And <laughs> yeah. I've been working a lot. Yeah. I, me, Stace Lace, I've been working a lot more with my left hand lately. Um, but it's it, it really does help with the versatility. But yeah, um, just picking backing off of um, what KB the architect said, I see us traveling the world, performing together, like having like a full full on showcase, not just a not just DJ sets, but a full on showcase where people are People aren't going to a club and seeing what DJ is there for that night. They're coming to see the control freaks. And when Snoop Dogg hears this, <laughs> yeah, when Snoop Dogg hears this, yeah, yeah, control freaks, we're ready. We're ready. We'll back you up, or or you can, you know, we'll open for you. We'll, we'll do whatever, Snoop. Huh? <laughs> Um, my ne- second to last question is, do you guys believe having a strong support system is crucial, especially within the music industry? Yes, 100%. Because sometimes you, being a DJ and, and working on your craft, sometimes you get like very self-critical of yourself. And sometimes you just need somebody else to tell you from the outside, like, hey, just keep on doing what you're doing. Just keep on working out at your crafts. And you'll even if you're not there right now, you'll eventually be there if you just keep on practicing and, and applying yourself. Because if you give up now, you're not gonna go anywhere, literally. And yeah, that's what I have to say. <laughs> I, a lot of people, um, being myself, DJ Stace Lace, <laughs> A lot of people um, around here call me mom, and you know, I, I have lots of jokes about how um, I think it's not funny or endearing, but it really is. A lot of reason why people call me mom is because they meet DJ Genetics, and they see how she is, and she is great at what she does, and that she's humble. But 
they see her parents supporting her. Um, a lot of people her age and, and older didn't have parents that would support them in music or art. They, they were just like, no, you know, go to college, get a degree so you can get a job and get out of my house. And for us, we were like, what, you know, we did the kind of like the opposite of what our parents did. Our parents taught us about this is what security looks like, even though nothing is secure anymore. That's what it looked like for them. And us knowing and realizing that, you know, everything isn't perfect. We're like, you know what? It's better to pursue what you're passionate about and be happy. And so that's what we want for our kids. We want them ultimately to be happy. We want the, we want life to absolutely spoil them, you know? So we don't have to spoil them anymore. Life can. <laughs> but it's, it's crucial if you're in any type of art um, to have like some kind of support, even if it's not your parents, if it's friends, because there's still, there's always going to be naysayers and haters that will tell you, oh, this isn't going to work, or oh, somebody else tried that, it didn't work. And for my for my children, I taught them like whatever you put your mind to, if you have a vision and you keep pursuing it, it's going to happen. It's going to come. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It's what you say about yourself. So. Uh, I'm I'm grateful that we all support each other. Yeah. <laughs> like I married a great guy, you know. <laughs> KB the architect, he's so awesome. He's so talented. He's a genius. Um, he's so good with tech. He's so good with music. He's good with so many different things. And so it was easy for me to uh, throw my support behind him when he was uh, already doing music early on but then like he taught me so much and then supported me back and we just oh sorry sorry, no, sorry no, almost not. i got it we keep the support going it just goes all the way it's just going all the way around yeah it's just going all the way around but it's it's what keeps our energy up and yeah. it keeps us motivating and pushing each other too i probably talked a lot about yeah i had some coffee <laughs> genetics is like yeah Yep, she had coffee. But yeah, support is good. That was a really good question. And I'm so glad to answer it in, in my way. Anything to add, maybe the architect? Uh, no, I echo all those sentiments. Um, but, um, you know, in that support, you also have other DJs because we do a lot of events. Sometimes things come up and one of us can't be there, but we have each other like, hey. Um, so not only our support system within our family, but with other DJs. You know, um, we talk about form connections, you know, true friendships and where people can actually, you know, count on you. And then like the DJs that we have replace us or go play for us, we trust them. We already know they have the skill, but they also have, because I mean, DJing, there's a level of customer service as well. And yes, and so you can't be, I mean, you can be an asshole and be a DJ, but you won't get booked very much. But if you go and you become you know, these are my customers, the people that come to see you place. You treat them as such. You know, there's some that are, like, super irritating. Gonna ask me for freaking, what's the guy's name? Uh, you know, uh, the, the Latino artist. Uh, but anyway. No, don't, don't put anybody's name out there. <laughs> it's an artist. He's really good. He's really talented by everybody. Bad Bunny. But anybody... <laughs> 
But that's yeah, so it's like there's this, this whole bunny. movement, movement of Bad Bunny. <laughs> but you know, but uh, he still want to treat them with respect. But tell them to go away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the questions I, I, I asked here's. Yeah, but here's the question I ask. I ask people when they come up. If you people are having a great time and someone comes to request, I say, "Are you having a good time? I'm having an awesome time." Well, let me keep on playing what I'm playing. You know, let me control that. That's I. You know, we don't like. You know, you might wonder why DJs get irritated because we don't go to other people's jobs and hey, can you do this? You know, or let's do this instead. You know, because we've worked at our craft once and we worked uh, put a lot of thought, time, and effort into making sure that you have a good time while you're there. Control freaks. Yeah. Control. <laughs> so, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's why I don't, I don't do Bad Bunny requests, because I just go ahead and play Bad Bunny. If people come over and they're like, can you play Bad Bunny? I was like, you missed Yona Gooney, didn't you? You missed it. You should have gotten here earlier. Successful. 
just because you're you doesn't mean you're gonna be the least You gotta work. You gotta put in the work. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you guys. Did you have a want to add anything? To oh, I just make sure that lady didn't get hit by a car right in front of us. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, oh. Oh, so <laughs> well, thank you so much again. No worries. Thank you so much again for working with me and being part of the interview and everything. Yeah, it was right. great having you guys. Thank you. Okay.